Uh, is, yeah, is, that, is that what happens? My students keep on telling me that I have to be more present on Instagram. I couldn't care less. I just, no, not happening. Um, one of these days I'm going to age out for my job, um, but I feel it coming. Not today, not yet, but I feel it coming. I'm like, Instagram is already out there and it's like all over me. Um, Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for, for being here. It's so good to see you. We have been praying and um, following the lectionary. And uh, Jesus is in a row. He's still, like, he's still talking about widows. And he's still talking about prayer. And he's still challenging systems. So we will continue doing that. And I was actually looking at the weeks ahead. And, and I invite you to, to do the readings. If you want to know what we're preaching next week, it's going to be the gospel passage in the, in the lectionary. For, for next week, and, and you can do the readings ahead of time, or you can read this past, this past week's readings. But Jesus is going to be working his way up to almost crucifixion, crucifixion week, but then at that point we'll stop, because normally in the lectionary those are reserved for Lent. Uh, but right now, we're going to go through some of his parables all the way into the Sunday right after Thanksgiving, and then that starts um, Advent. So Advent, uh, the, the, the time before Christmas, is about to start maybe about a month. And that kind of caught me by surprise. I was not thinking about Advent coming up so soon, but it is. Uh, so maybe, maybe you're just as surprised as I am. Um, we're going to read uh, Luke 18, the parable of the persistent widow. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a, there was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared for people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. I love the widow. Mm. Mm, just, just wait, but I love the widow. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns... How many will he find on the earth who have faith? Amen. And we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time in that last uh, question. How many will the Lord find on earth who have faith? For the last few weeks, we've been talking about power. We've been talking about rich people. We've been talking about those at the margins. We've been talking about faith and the connection between faith and faithfulness. And here we are again. Jesus is still talking about faith and faithfulness and systems of power and oppression. By now, you probably know, because it seems like every single Sunday there's a widow. Widows represent a very specific system of, not power, but a system of oppression in the time of Jesus' time. Widows did not have access to work. Widows were at the mercy of the systems around them. Widows were supposed to be married into the husband's brother if there was one and have not been taken care of from the family. But it seems like in this case, this widow was not given her justice. Someone was not taking care of her and she knew it. 
And we'll get to the widow in a second, but I, I, I almost wanted, I don't title my sermons, I almost wanted to title my sermon, The Spirituality of the Widow. And I think there's a lot for us here in this spirituality of this persistent woman that I just absolutely love and adore. But the story starts with a judge. And remember that in, in, in Jesus' context, judges are not what we think of them today. We think of them today as judicial servants of the state. But in Jesus' time, these judges were not judging the law of Rome. They were actually judging the law of Moses. So in many ways, they were spiritual figures and they were part of the theological system set in place for justice during that time. And it is interesting that Jesus starts by saying that there is a judge who doesn't fear God or care about people. That is telling me two things. On the one hand, of course, it's describing this judge who's not really doing his job well. But on the other hand, it is telling me that there has been a whole system that has allowed the establishment of unfair and unjust judges who do not fear God. Mm. That is talking more about the system around them than specifically this one judge. Mm. If they had a faithful and healthy system they would have not allowed that judge to continue being judge. However, not many people had complained or cared enough for something to happen or to change. The judge was not supposed to not fear God, and the judge was not supposed to not like people. The opposite, in fact, should have been true, but that was not what was happening. So then this judge who just doesn't care, obviously he's just cashing in his paycheck. I don't know how they get paid. I don't know if it was like a commission thing or whatever, but let's, he's just grabbing his paycheck, cashing it in, not really doing the job. But then he encounters a widow. Mama Bear is there. She is coming, and I, I don't know why. I think recently, up until recently, when I've thought about this story, in my mind, I imagine this, this widow as older and frail. I don't, I don't think that's the case anymore. I have no reason to believe that. But I don't think that's the case anymore. I think I'm starting to see this woman maybe a lot younger and stronger with a whole life ahead of her. And she was supposed to get justice. Someone was supposed to take care of her. A system was failing her. A system that was set up to be taking care of her was failing her and was not giving her her due and what was just. So the widow comes before the judge and he says, and she says, Hey, give me my justice against my enemy. And the judge doesn't care. So I love the widow. She comes back. Give me my justice before my enemy. He doesn't care. And she comes back. Give me my justice before my enemy. And he doesn't care. And she insists and insists and insists to the point that the judge says, I don't care about God. I don't care about people. But this widow is driving me insane. And I will give her justice, not because I care about justice, but because of her insisting about justice. She cared about justice. She cared about her family. She cared about doing what was right. And she knew that even though there was an entire system that was built against her, she was going to fight the system. And she's coming and coming and coming back again until the judge finally gives her what she deserves. 
I love this idea that Jesus is empowering a woman, first of all, that's radical. Women were not supposed to be front and center of spirituality. Secondly, he's empowering someone who's supposed to be poor and oppressed and easily oppressed. But he's putting her right in the middle of the story and she is saying, no, 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 you are going to give me my justice. And I wonder if the widow was maybe thinking back to the days of, of her ancestors of Deborah, the first woman judge. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. We come from a long story of strong women who will not be oppressed by systems. Because there was already a woman judge. There was already a woman who brought justice on the time of Israel. And I think she was maybe harking to those days and saying, I want my justice. And if Deborah was good enough, maybe I am too good enough to get my justice. And she keeps on coming back to the judge. Even though she doesn't deserve to be there. Even though she's not strong enough. Even though she's not maybe healthy enough. She is definitely not rich enough. She is not influential. She doesn't have the support of her family. Because if she did, she would have been with them. She is all alone. And she is fighting for her justice. Because she knew what was right. And this is the story that Jesus is bringing to us this morning. And I think of two things. One, I often think that sometimes we have conflated prayer with this very transactional, almost like a vending machine. I want the Doritos H8 and then they come out. And that's how we've treated prayer. But Jesus says that's not what prayer is. Prayer is what the widow is doing. She's coming back to God and coming back to God and coming back to God. And I think two things happen here. One is that when you're coming back to God, you're coming back to God because you're trying to align and calibrate your own sense to who God is and to the justice of God. Amen. And then secondly, what Jesus is saying is that if we're going to be praying, we have to continue to pray time and time and time again. So that then when the fullness of the kingdom of God comes and Jesus comes back, he finds us to be the faithful ones to continue to pray. Amen. Sometimes we have equivalated prayer to this transaction of like, God, I really want a Tesla. I do want a Tesla. God doesn't care if I want a Tesla or not. Sometimes we have equivalent prayer to, I really hope I can find a parking lot. A parking lot, a parking space in a parking lot. Or a parking lot, depending on where, where you are. I don't think God cares too much about your parking space. I don't... I, I really, I mean, you know, God cares about us and sure, but I don't think God is like, prayer is about justice and about calibrating us with God so that we and our hearts are aching for the same things that God's heart aches for, Amen. which is justice. Amen. So I think you can come to God and ask for the parking space or for the Tesla and that's fine. But if you continue to come back, eventually if you're praying Injustice, you will realize that's not what I should be praying for. Maybe I just need to be praying for a way to get a work. And then a car, a 2007 Civic comes along. And that is good enough, right? Because it is. It's not the Tesla. It is the justice of you being able to go to work and have a job and go to grocery shopping and visit your family. That's the justice piece. That's the prayer. 
It is not that you want a parking space. It is that God is taking care of you. Amen. And if you have to walk a few feet more, you will be okay. Amen. Right? And I think we so often, because we, we have forgotten that like the widow, we're supposed to be coming back and back and back and back again. We pray for these little things and they don't happen because that, that's not what prayer is about. Prayer is for the church to be praying for peace in the world. And for us to continue to pray for peace every single Sunday. And as the fullness of the kingdom comes, if God finds us, may we be the people praying for peace every single day and every single Sunday. May we be the people praying for internal peace. May we be the people that are praying that God would satiate the hungry stomachs of every single person in this world. May we be the people that are crying out for justice day in and day out. And now I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say that God doesn't care about the small things in our lives. God does care about the small things in our lives. But sometimes we only think of prayer as a vending machine. But the, the, the widow and what Jesus is saying is pray and pray and pray and ask God again and again and again. And eventually, when God comes back, will He finds us to be faithful. Amen. Faithful, time and time and time again. So I think one of the challenges for us this morning is to think about what are the things that you have been praying for like the widow was asking for. And it reminds me of the freedom fighters and the civil rights movement. It reminds me of the work of Dr. King that would stand in, 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 those, in those restaurants where they were not allowed to stand and they would get beat up. And then they would get cleaned up and come back the next day and do it again. They would stand in the bus. They would sit on the bus where they were not supposed to sit on the bus. And they would come back again. When schools were segregated, still, like 70 years ago, schools were segregated in the entire nation. And as they were desegregated, people would walk in, African Americans would walk in and be beaten. And be abused. And they will still do it again. There was this faithfulness over the freedom writers. There was this faithfulness over civil rights movement people. That I think, man, I don't know that I have that in me. And I want you. I want to be like the widow. I want to be so hungry and thirsty for justice. That I'm constantly praying and asking God for justice, for peace, for my family, for me, right? And I think for us, one of the things that God is teaching us is that widows have a lot to teach us. And that prayer is going to be the act of us coming back and back again to God, asking for more, asking for more, asking for more. And in that process, our hearts and souls will be calibrated, will be aligned to God's heart and God's will. So what are you asking for? What are you asking for in your life and your family that is beyond just the H8 Dorito vending machine? How is your prayer 
How is my prayer life? What are we asking for? Hopefully that is something that we think about this week. And we become like the widows and start coming back to God time and time and time again. And maybe God will finally get tired of our prayer and give it to us. May it be so. Let's pray. Father, we want to be like the widow. We want to just be persistent, God, and come back to you with prayers that you will eventually just have to give to us. So we pray for our families. We pray for our country. We pray for our world. We pray that you would reconcile all things to you and that that reconciliation would start with us in our hearts and with our families and neighbors and cities. We ask that you would give us the spirit of persistence of the widow, that when whole systems are set up against justice, that we will continue to cry out, that we will continue to show up, and that we will continue to ask and cry out for mercy and for justice. Father, give us courage to be like the widow, to be relentless, to be resilient, to not give up, and to have faith to know that in the end, you will give us what we're asking for. Give us the faith of the widow to know that when we pray to you, you are listening to us. Give us the faith of the widow to know that you will listen to our prayers. And more importantly, God, may we align our hearts and our souls. May we calibrate our hearts and our souls away from selfishness, away from egocentricness. But may we be united in our hearts and souls with you, with your heart, with the way your heart aches for all of us, for all of, for all of the world to be redeemed and all of creation to come to see you. Change our hearts. <clears throat> Align our hearts so that our prayers will align with you. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are going to do communion this morning, and Chris is serving communion for us. If you are new to the church, we have open communion here. Uh, we invite everyone to come to the table if you want to. Um, and we also invite you to go get your kids as we, as we sing.